Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. This is The Shift with Drex, on demand. Uh, Matt, I want to get back to the phones here. I, I want to take this call on line four. I don't know who I'm going to be talking to. I know that it's a, a person that works in a grocery store. I'm just going to say that they work in a grocery store on the West Coast. That's all you need to know. Uh, hi, caller. How are you? Terrified. Tell me why. Um, for two reasons. First off, I myself um, have asthma, so I'm classed as immunocompromised in terms mm-hmm. of being vulnerable to the COVID-19, but I am still going into work every day in a grocery store where I, I see hundreds of people who could potentially kill me. Yeah. Um, On top of that, we've yeah. had to call protective security into our store because of aggression and frustration from customers directed at staff. That's one of the heavier calls the shift with Drex has taken over the past three weeks. Radio is enjoying a ratings bump, not just from those looking for the latest news, but those looking for connection. For many now, three weeks in to social distancing or self-isolation, that's where late-night radio comes in. On most of the more than half-dozen chorus stations the shift with Drex airs on across the country, the show has seen a notable increase in both audience share and call volume. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we welcome Drex and producer Bob Addison, who I spoke to via Zoom from their respective work-from-home setups in Great Vancouver. We talk about leading the late-night talk revival in Canada, overnight radio's place in a time of crises, and the highs and lows of doing live radio from your couch. Set the scene for us. How's the show coming together these days? It's kind of weird. We, When everything was normal, we would have a, uh, a daily meeting at 1.30. Bob and I would call each other, and we generally talk about the the biggest stories of the day and what we wanted to do with them. And we don't usually do stuff the same way that other talk shows do. We kind of just look for the more interesting things that can sort of give us a wider conversation. But since this has all happened and we're working from home, you know, Bob and I commute, you know, for, you know, Bob's an hour from the station. I'm, I'm about 40 minutes from the station. So a lot of that was commuting and then prepping once we got to work. But now I can kind of uh, dial into my computer at work anytime I want. Uh, if I see, like, if I've got global on and I see a great story, I will just dial into my computer, find that story, and drag it into the run for the night. I, I find that making the show now is actually easier than what it was six weeks ago. And Bob, you're at your house, obviously. Yeah. No, it's been really easy for me because part of my equipment has some limitations, so I uh, I can't get into the main computer as quickly as, as Drex can. So I basically send all my audio to Matt, our technical producer. So I do do stuff during the day and send it to him. But, you know, Matty comes in and because he works 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. So he doesn't get it till 9 p.m. So um, uh, it's been it, it has been weird that way. It's sort of like we've I've been sort of under the weather for the last two weeks and uh, I have an eight-year-old, so, you know, we've been hanging out and stuff. I, I uh, you know, I spend a bit of time on the show in the afternoon, and then it's just sort of uh, go do stuff until everybody's sort of getting for, ready for bed around here, and we plunk down at the dining room table, and away we go. So how are you guys coping with the whole sheltering 
in place thing and is that informing or influencing the show at all it's it's the entire show right now pretty much like we our type of show is is not serious wall to wall it is i would say it's 40% serious, 60% taking the piss. So it's got a more serious tone, but what we've found that we've been doing more in the last uh, three weeks is just taking a, a lot more phone calls than what we usually do because folks just want to, they just want to speak. A lot of, there's a lot of scared people out there, right? A lot of, lot of, a lot of people that stay at home anyway, that listen to radio. And uh, I think they're scared by what's going on. There's going to be some people that are fine with this sort of thing and being able to cope with it. But there are some people that just sort of freak out a little bit. And I think they just want to, I think they just want to vent and have their voices heard. I, I think we're really fortunate right now, Connie, is, is you know, we have gigs, right? And uh, so we have some peace of mind, but um, the tone, we've had, uh, to quote unquote, some really heavy calls over the last three weeks. And instead of like pow, 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 inundating people with information, which, you know, they're pretty much, I think, getting throughout the day because it seems like just going from some of the things we've seen from our management, you know, people are checking in on this every day. We're just an ear, right? We're listening to you. Drex is wonderful handling people. You know, he's a good listener and that's what matters in talk radio, especially when you can tell people, as he said, are scared, right? So, you know, they don't know if they're going to make rent. Like I, I was tense over the last few days when Drex would bring up, you know, the rent's coming in two days. That's all that people are worried about. And it's, you know, some people may have been, as he pointed out on the show, may have been laid off two weeks ago. So, you know, there's that concern. So um, it really helps to be able to listen. And if we can have a, you know, it, we've lightened the mood a little uh, over the last week, I'd say, but still it's, it's just talking to people and letting them, letting them uh, free, free themselves and, and get stuff off their chest, which is awesome. So the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because Overnight Radio is having a moment and Chorus has sent over your PPM data to back that up. I don't know how often they share this with you, but the shift with Drex is number one in Vancouver and Calgary, number two in Edmonton. That's with uh, adults 35 to 65. You've tripled, you've tripled your share uh, 25 to 54 in Vancouver over the past three weeks versus February. You have a 15.1 share. In Calgary, your listeners have doubled over February, uh, 25 to 54. And in Edmonton, you're number two with adults 25 to 54 with a 17.6 share. Wow. Well, we got to work on that, Bob, because usually, usually our Edmonton numbers were like a 30. Yeah, we, we've seen so, 30 in Edmonton. Before. Got, That's not do, good we enough. Got, we got some work to do in uh, at Chedville. Come good heavens. Hey, Chedville, come on. <laughs> so have you, have you guys felt that tangible shift? And with, with a bigger, more engaged audience, is there more pressure? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. When we, when we started the show two years, ratings were absolute shit because Coast to Coast had stopped people had kind of turned off, kind of turned off chorus talk, talk stations because they were kind of annoyed that Coast to Coast was gone. And when we started the show, I was, I was kind of nervous. You know, were we able, were we going to be able to uh, replace that audience? And it took us about a year to do it. But, you know, about a year ago, we started seeing, you know, really good numbers for our show right across the board, especially, you know, uh, t you know Toronto, we're starting to work on as well. Uh, which is which is good, and and we work hard, and we we do see those numbers weekly. We see them weekly from uh, from Catherine and our and our data team out of out of uh, out of Chorus HQ. So we we see where the ebbs and flows are. We see, you know, when the adult stations take all the audience at Christmas time, 
except for this last year at Christmas time, we actually we actually beat them at night, which was which was good. So you you can feel it. There's more callers. Uh, there's more emails. There's more texts. People are listening to radio at night, and I think you know. I, I was saying to Bobby on the show, you know, a couple of weeks ago that uh, a lot of that can come directly back to the fact that there's no live sports, uh, there's no sports on radio, there's no concerts, there's no live late night TV, there's not your Colbert's, your Kimmels, and and all of that sort of stuff. So people are sampling radio again. We started the the show from scratch, right? And and you know, Drex is probably going a little. Late easy on bragging here but you know uh, we were told by management it takes a while to build an audience and and we were hitting projections early in the show that you know were supposed to take 18 months and we were doing it in six so sorry toot toot we're tooting our horn here a little but i think we managed to find need an american show having a canadian alternative to, to connect with people is good. And, and uh, the format of the show is, as, as I sort of said, with the, the, what we're doing with the, uh, with the pandemic right now is, is, you know, we still try and keep it a little loose in that. And, and it's okay to have a laugh. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're not making fun of it, but it's okay to laugh at other things right now. Listen, we're not, uh, we, I don't feel any pressure to change what we're doing right now because uh, I think we're just sort of doing what we're doing and it seems to be clicking with people. And, so I, that's cool. and I would add to that too, the, the difference between our show and, you know, a lot of the shows along the chorus radio network, are, you know, during the day, a lot of those shows are hard news shows. They do lots of interviews, lots of reaction. Our show is uh, the breather at the end of the day. Cause we, you know, we're on right after Charles Adler on, on, on all of those stations. Right. So, and Charles is, you know, Charles is, a very news and politics focused guy. So once he he's off, we're on and it's, yeah, it's news content, but it's, it's, it's news content, but in a treated like a morning show type of audience for an FM station, I guess. So let's talk about call volume and the, the type of calls that you're getting over the past couple of weeks. Have you noticed a shift in tone? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you, you know, the, the, the calls we were getting before this started rolling out were, were, were calls, you know, of people reacting to the news of the day, the politics of the day, you know, something Doug Ford did or something that Justin Trudeau did. Now it is people who are like, hey, I'm a trucker and I don't have anywhere to go to the bathroom. Uh, hey, I'm, you know, 80 and I'm blind and I'm alone and I don't have anyone to help me. So we're getting calls like that and we're, we're getting calls of people looking for help as well, looking for advice of what to do there was there was one caller that we had during the week what was her name bobby she was in she was in hamilton was it deirdre i think it was deirdre so she was immune compromised she's got one lung she's living with copd but the apartment that she lives in is for sale and they wanted to come through and do a tour the whole building is the whole building is for sale so they wanted to come through with the the the, the possible buyer and an inspector and she called us in a panic going, what do I do? I can't let these people into my apartment. And I said to her, I said, the, the best option is, is get your son who helps her out from time to time uh, to call that real estate agent and put his foot down. And, and she got to that point the next day. But interestingly, uh, a friend had heard the conversation on the radio and had found a, uh, an excerpt from the Ontario real estate uh, organization that basically said no showings are to happen because of what's going on. So they used that to say, Hey, listen, here's what's going on. We're not letting you into the building to do the showing. So she came 
to us for advice. We didn't have, you know, always these people as much as we can. Because, you know, like I said earlier, people are, people are kind of frightened. And uh, the fact that some folks are frightened and are willing to reach out is a pretty special thing. So, yeah, you know, normally, see, normally, Connie, I, I quote unquote, screen the calls. Uh, and our poor technical producer, Matt, has to do that too. So at one point, I think it was about a week and a half ago, he, he just sent me and Matt's a, a lovely, sensitive man. And I could tell it was sort of weighing on him a little. And I, you know, it's, it's, we also have to take care of ourselves a little too. But he, by the way, he's done a lovely job of, of putting people through to the show. And I also think people have been a little more patient. I think people, once they hear we're taking calls and, and, and talking to people, they're willing to hang on too. Like some, I've noticed over the years from say like 25 years ago is people's patience to wait on hold. Like they're used to getting stuff like this, snap, snap, like right away. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but, but during the last three weeks, definitely um, just by talking to Matt and, and him telling us how many people have been willing to wait on hold, like, you know, we do get to them, but uh, it, it is different. That's for sure. Did we did we get to volume? I think you I think you told me by email, Drex, that call volumes doubled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, we usually have uh, we usually like if we're doing a, a specific phone topic, we'll get a, a a a pretty full board pretty quickly. But if it's just a regular night and we're we're pitching for calls and just talking about the news of the day, you know, we're we're probably putting you know five to six calls to, to air an hour uh, but since this has all started our phone lines have been full the entire four hours of the show uh to the point where because we do the show from vancouver so we have a we have the uh 877 number which is a national number but it, it comes to the point where i have to give the overflow number which is the local vancouver number uh, for the nw studios where where the show uh, emanates from so uh, that's all up, I think, 12 lines full for four hours every night. Right. So is it is it connection? Is it companionship? Is it more insomnia? What what do you think is driving that? I think it's definitely companionship. Um, and I get emails of the, uh, you know, describing the same sort of thing. Hey, you know, we're glad that you're on air. We're glad that you're taking calls. We're, we're glad that you're having conversations because I think that's what, what people are looking for, right? Because uh, as Bobby said, there's been a bit of a drought of that type of late night radio in this country, you know, for a while. We got, we got very comfortable in the fact that a lot of our radio networks were buying American programming because it was easy. It was, it was cheap. It was cost effective. And I think, I think Chorus decided that, uh, you know, going forward, they wanted something different a couple of years ago. So, you know, they happily picked up our show idea and, uh, and put it on air. And I think, you know, that's what I hear from people is they're happy that there's now a, a live Canadian show overnight that they can be a part of. Because some I, people just have that radio one at night and they just want to listen. I referenced this in my, in my last podcast, but, uh, you know, a lot of terrestrial broadcasters have felt benched by the growth of digital media over the last few years. Do you think that the pandemic has kind of highlighted, you know, the connection that radio can bring? Oh, for sure. For sure, I, I think if I think if uh, you know metro markets, I'd say would be a little bit different. But I would say if you're living in a in a semi-rural area and you're on the radio and you're not talking about this and not taking calls, uh, then you're not doing your job because there are going to be people that are going to be reaching out to their because for radio, radio's there. They you know you know when you know kind of you've worked in radio, you you know what it's like when people complain. Or, or when they give comment to radio, they feel like they own the radio station and they, they you know, can give you 
that unsolicited feedback. And I think in, in rural areas, if, if you're not sort of delivering on that and talking about it and hearing what people have to say, then that's, uh, that's bad because you're, you're likely going to lose some listeners because they're looking for that connection right now. And, and just in case, like uh, we've, always, we've always heard uh, when quote unquote disaster happens, earthquake, flooding, first place people go, of course, is the radio. So people have stayed true to that and they've come to the radio. And uh, even though people might not be out and about as much as they are, they're, uh, they know we're going to be talking about it. And, and I know locally and, and all of our stations that our show runs on, I mean, that's the only thing they talk about right now. So where do we go from here? I mean, now, now that everyone's figured out that they can do their jobs from home, not wearing pants, <laughs> do, we, do we come back from this or do we want to come back from this? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the shorts the shorts relax <laughs> you know here's here's what here's what here's what I, I and this kind of stuff fascinates me so i i was reading this uh, article a couple of years ago about an employee that worked for uh the united states federal government and and this employee figured out that if the united states government uh lowered the font size on their official letters by two points uh they could save you know, millions of dollars a year in how much money they spend on paper in the office. And, and working in a radio station, we use a lot of paper. Like there's a lot of scripts, there's a lot of articles with, that we print out. You know, I could be, I could be uh, you know, super organized and have it all on an iPad, but I'm a paper guy because I like to scribble all over it, right? So, I, and I'm thinking in the three weeks that we've been doing the show from our houses, I've probably used the least amount of paper. I'm using, I think, two sheets a night and a notepad to scribble notes on. The rest I'm doing on the screens. So I'd be interested to know uh, from the chorus accounting team how much money we haven't spent on paper. And I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. I think yeah. large corporations now are going to realize how much money they're going to save by having uh, some of their people work from home. Because if, if we can prove right now that we can be just as productive in our day-to-day -day lives working from the home, whether it be on air, whether it be traffic, accounting, sales in a, in a media environment, I think we can show our corporations that there's money to be saved by not having everybody working in a building. And if you don't have heaps of people working in a building, you can lower your footprint. And if you're lowering your footprint, you're also lowering a carbon footprint of people that are actually traveling to work every day. So I think if we look at this in the right way, we could potentially be saving millions. Um, I, I spend 90 minutes a day commuting uh, to and from the station. Um, I think I've, I've relayed this into at least an hour's extra worth of sleep. And you talked about, um, this might be T TMI, but normally I just wear shorts or sweats to work anyway. But, uh, <laughs> and here comes, here comes the TMI part. I don't normally wear pajamas to bed. I, I, uh, I just, they're too heavy in that. But I have rediscovered three pairs of uh, pajama bottoms that I haven't worn in probably four or five years. <laughs> I never throw anything away. I'm a bit of a hoarder. And uh, it's like mid show last night, I'm going, hold on. I'm just, I'm not in my pajamas right now. And during the one commercial break, I rushed upstairs to get on my PJs on my bottoms. And, uh, it, it just felt right when you're yeah. doing the show at home. There is a comfort level. Like uh, you can't see it, uh, but Drex has got a he's got a second second microphone which he's got set up over on his couch over there. So he can uh, sit there with his dog, and uh, he calls it a couch session, and <laughs> much like that, 
uh, and without a, that much enthusiasm as well, apparently. And he'll go and hang out over there, and uh, there we go. <laughs> so you guys aren't missing going into the office. Oh, I do. I, I do miss it. Like, I like working from the house, but I, I like going to the office too, because uh, Chorus has spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on these gorgeous state-of-the-art they studios. Are, They're amazing. Like, we're set up with with HD cameras uh, and everything, and we're, you know, we're pushing content from our show uh, to the new global news app, which is kind of cool. Uh, but we can't do that right now. So I, I do miss going into the office, but I, I, I got to tell you, as much as I love my job and love going to the office, my stress levels while at home have completely disappeared. Like I'm not stressed at all. Like I'm relaxed. I can go outside and get some sunshine. I can go pet my dogs in commercial breaks. I, I, I also miss going into the studio. I like it's it's good. Like it's I miss seeing Matt and there the the cameras has really made a connection for the show and and, and we were just getting rolling on producing that content uh, and it was fun to do and uh, putting out videos and stuff which seemed to get a lot of interest on Twitter and that so we do miss that and uh, I do miss that definitely for sure. Uh, I don't miss the commute and it's just weird sort of doing it at home. You've got a click into work mode, right? You got to consciously say, hey, okay, uh, let's sit down and, and put the nose to the grindstone here a little. But uh, I don't miss the commute. Uh, I do miss the camaraderie, that's for sure, because we have a lot of fun doing our show. Yeah. Because um, we're the only peoples in the building. So, you know. And I, and I really miss playing uh, Swing Out Sisters Breakout as our show sure. warm-up song in the, in the producer pit. So. I, I miss swearing for two hours for uh, just... <laughs> because you know when a bad word is said the bad word alert comes out yeah, around here. Yeah, that's get, a bad you, word you got language police at bobby's house whereas bobby can drop all the f-bombs yeah fun so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is there a note you guys want to end on i don't know i you, you know i i think you, bobby mentioned this before we're super lucky you know that we we have jobs and we're super lucky that we get to entertain or offend or annoy the country um but it, it's it's pretty special the fact that chorus has been extremely giving us uh four live hours a night but we account for on some stations uh, you know seven hours of programming every single night because after we get off air we go into replays right so they put absolute trust in us uh, they you know they don't sort of come down and go hey what are you guys doing they just let us create and you know, if we want to take four hours of phone calls, we'll take four hours of phone calls. If we want to, you know, grab bits and pieces from Global Toronto or Global Saskatoon and play it because we think it's interesting content, we can. They let us just pretty much create. And right now, what we're creating is a is a is a up late conversation for people where they can come, they can talk, they can say whatever they want. You know, even sometimes if it's if some of the stuff's Looney Tunes, but it's good. I I'm 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 happy to do it and I enjoy doing it. And this is. This is what I've always wanted to do, and we're doing it. So uh, I forgot what the original question was. Oh, how did we want to leave this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That uh, that was a nice summation. That's uh, I rest my case, to Your Honor. That that yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, quick aside. Drex saved my career three years ago and asked me to come back to radio. I mean, I was working at the post office. So to get to do what we do, it's pretty fun. And um, to, to say you have fun at work every night, you know, it's not many yeah. people get to do that. So we, we're pretty fortunate. 
And, and you know what? The, the main reason why Bobby's there producing the show is because he produced David Burner for so many years. He produced Dan Russell for so many years. And, and he knows late night radio. He knows late night radio mm -hmm. audiences. He knows what they expect, they, what they want to hear. And he delivers. I just remembered what I was going to say, because Connie, you said, what, what note did you want to leave this on? And I was, it was an old burner line, a high C, oh, which is corny and stupid, but <laughs> corny and stupid is okay. Of course it is. It was great to talk to you both. Nice seeing you. Take Always. care of yourself. When the, zombie when the zombie apocalypse is happening downtown, I'll look for you in the mummified state walking out of Robson and, uh, Robson and Berard there at CT. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Our thanks to Drex and Bob Addison. You can listen to The Shift with Drex on the Chorus Radio Network in Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, London, Toronto, Hamilton, and on Radio NL in Kamloops, BC. The show is also available as a podcast. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Teeson. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.